Hello listeners, welcome to episode 7 of Keys in D Minor. I'm your host Nigel Dotson, along with my co-host Keyshawn Davis. And today we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. Typically we have a guest in the studio with us, but today me and Key are kind of just going to rock out and break down the current hip-hop landscape. Um, there's a lot to talk about, a lot of albums have dropped. Uh, Kendrick's album is about to drop and he dropped a single, um, surprised all of us. So we're going to get into all of that. So I hope you enjoy us taking a little different path today and just kind of talking about what's going on. Key, how you doing? Doing great. I'm glad to be back. Yep, yep. It's been a few weeks since our last episode, but we probably going to have to start it the same way as the last one, talking about Kendrick. Which is not a bad thing. <laughs> you know, we love Kendrick. All right. So the heart part five. What can you tell me about that? Oh, my. What can you tell our audience about that? Gosh. All right. So... Uh, typically, you know, Kendrick drops uh, a heart. Um, it's called the song is called "The Heart." Um, this is the fifth one that's dropped, and he he usually drops uh, the heart right before he drops an album. So, uh, you know, the last one, the heart part four, came out right before "Damn." Um, the heart part two came out right before "Overly Dedicated." Um, I believe the heart part three came out right before um, "Good Kid, Mad City." Um, so yeah, it's it's Kendrick Lamar and his, you know, he just lets us know when he's on the way, right? He just let us know. Yeah, he lets us know he's about to shut the game down. And Sunday was a busy day, you know, there was a lot of sports going on. You know, people were kind of just doing their own thing, I feel like, but once Kendrick drops, you already know what the number one trend on Twitter is going to be. He hasn't dropped music. And as soon as he dropped, he did it in music video format. It was funny because it accidentally leaked on Spotify. Um just like the day before, people on Twitter were already kind of talking about it. Like, oh, did Spotify accidentally, like, blow the rollout? So I think Kendrick probably had to pivot a little bit, and he dropped the music video first. But I think that was a good thing. People ate that music video up. Um, I know for me personally, when, you know, because I, th- I think sometimes things get a little overblown, right? Like, it's like, why are you guys so excited about Kendrick? Like, the music's coming. Like, the, everyone drops music. Like, there's a lot of other artists that haven't came out in a long time. Like, blah, 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 blah. I hear all that, right? But Kendrick Lamar is a special artist, man. I mean, we talked about... I don't want to repeat the same conversation we had last week <laughs> right. or last episode. But he really is like a once-in-a-generation type of artist because it's the feeling you get when his music comes out. And, I mean, I got to be honest, like, key, like in the music video, which we'll break down in a second, like, when's the last time music came out that you felt like you really had to sit with and break down and listen to over and over again to get it? Um, you know, probably the last Kendrick album. <laughs> so five, so five years since you've had to put any thought into the music coming out. I wouldn't go that far back, but I will say it's it's rare, right? You know, not that the music isn't good, and not that there's no such thing as lyrical meaning without having to play it back over and over again. But you know, Kendrick in in that YouTube video, he's in that music video. It's like he's he's giving us the lyrical performance, which is its own thing we need to interpret. But he also gave us the visual performance we had to interpret. The lyrics really coincide well with, you know, uh, the music video. So uh, if you guys haven't watched the video, he switched his face to, uh, you know, some black icons, you know, most notably uh, Nipsey Hussle, uh, Will Smith and Kanye and Kobe. Um, But, yeah, if you if you pay attention to like the lyrics, um, you know, uh, he goes on like everyone's favorite verse is the last verse of the video or the did, song. Did you take a poll? 
how, how you know you know no, I'm, I'm, I'm i feel like i feel like that's what most people were talking about on twitter was yeah. him changing his face to nipsey hustle yeah and then you know the message of the lyrics that he had with it yeah uh, a brand new victim of shatter those dreams, the culture. So now on a serious note, yes, I agree. I thought the whole I thought the whole song was good, and I thought it was an interesting concept, you know, using the deep fake because you don't see. I mean, I feel like that was something that when I think of that, I think about like way older artists like using deep fakes in their music like videos Michael and stuff Jackson. like that. Which a deep fake is just. You know, putting somebody else's face over yours, right? Yeah. And so I thought that it was good to bring that back. I mean, again, Kendrick's just doing it a little differently than his contemporaries. Right. Once in a generation type of artist. So he comes back like that. And the the lyrics are so poetic. The last verse, what he does, I, I know why it's everybody's favorite. It's a special it's a special verse because he's rapping from the perspective of Nipsey Hustle. It's as if Nipsey is rapping to you. He's kind of haunting in a way. Right. It's as if Nipsey is rapping to you like he's still here with us. Right. And he's rapping from the perspective of Nipsey talking to the, you know, the person that killed him and shot him in his own store, you know? Right. And I think that that's, again, like the music coming out right now, like just nobody's doing that. And I think the reason he went with the deep fake route is because he really wanted us to feel what he was saying. And I think the message that he was trying to get across, I mean, you might've interpreted differently key, but I think the message he was trying to get across, he kept mentioning, you know, culture. Yep. And it felt like he was really just trying to break down the position we're in as a people. And, you know, the cycles that we get stuck in, you know, whether that be like prison, you know, death, you know, forms of violence, just the way we hurt each other because, the system is so against us. That's what I think what he was trying to get at. And he was and he was using different examples of different people who have just somehow fallen victim to 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 the pain that black people are induced to from all angles, right? Because Nipsey, you know, he's he's a victim of, you know, violence. And then Will Smith, I mean, he didn't shoot anybody or get shot, <laughs> but then like the way, you know, the cultural phenomenon that, you know, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars was and how Hollywood is all of a sudden trying to blackball one of the best black actors ever, most successful black actors ever. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we just get it from all angles and it's tough. Right. And I feel like I felt really seen, you know, yeah. watching the video and listening to the music. And what I think was also powerful uh, was at the beginning, you know, his little little talk at the beginning where he's like i am all of us i feel like he felt for all those black people yeah like he it didn't fake for it didn't feel like right inauthentic it didn't feel right. like clickbaity that's the thing right because right. it's real easy to do that wrong right? right like it's real easy to just like hey like like some of the kobe and nipsey like some of these people are deceased you know right. what i mean and i think not every artist can do it not every artist can get away with that right <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> just putting like you know dead legends faces on top of theirs right. while rapping about you know, whatever whatever troubles befall us as a people. Right. Like it's really easy for that to go left. But somehow when Kendrick does it, it just it just doesn't go that way. Like I didn't feel anything inside of me that was like, that's the worst thing I've ever seen. Right. And I think one of the reasons why is because he takes it a step further than just being like black people endure all this trauma. But it's it's also a critique on the system and how we need to uplift ourselves to the point that that's not the norm anymore for us. Right. And so I feel like there's a healing aspect in there as well. Like it's not just trauma porn. And I think that stuff like that is what sets him apart from other artists. He's I feel like he's seeing the full picture and it has me excited for the album. Most definitely. So um, just like switch gears a little bit. 
let's just talk about some of the albums that dropped. Future dropped his album. Yes, he did. <laughs> this is like, it feels like a 180. I love Future, right? But it's like, doesn't it feel like a 180 even right. getting ready to talk about a Future album? I know, no, I know. He's, like he's one of the great artists we have, too. But like, it just feels like such a pivot. <laughs> Pusha T dropped, too. Pusha T and Jack Harlow dropped. Right. But before we even break down those albums, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. You like to do something on this pod sometimes called Start, Bench, Cut, where yep. basically... We have three options and you can, you know, choose one. The start, that's like your favorite, right? Like that's yep. like a player you would start. The bench, that's someone that that's something that you like, but not as much as the first thing and cut is like, I'm sorry, but you have to go even if I like you, right? Right. So start bench cut, future's new album, which is entitled I Never Liked You. <laughs> Push a T's new album, It's Almost Dry, or just the heart portfolio by itself just the song like just the song in the video like so basically two 15 song albums or this new kendrick project or no no not the project this new kendrick video uh man all right <laughs> um y'all should know how much i love kendrick <laughs> so and then all right it's hard so i like i love future push t album was like one of the most uh you know uh well-produced albums that come out so far this year with you know Kanye and uh for real but if I had to choose I'm I don't care I'm starting I'm just starting Kendrick's <laughs> song <laughs> I am going to bench futures album and I'm just about to cut push tease I'm sorry hey man what about the game, you the game is the game <laughs> what about you I mean it's so tough right because you tell me like if you're ba like I said <laughs> you're choosing between two full-length projects <laughs> and one music video all right I'm gonna <laughs> hey all right so i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna give now i'm gonna see the full picture here so here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna start futures album i'm gonna bench push a tease album and i'm gonna cut the heart part five because we getting an album from him in a couple days right but the fact that it's even something to think about i think says everything we need to say we're not gonna let's try to not say kendrick for the rest of this podcast now just because we let's do it kendrick 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 let's get it all out kendrick all right wait so, Okay, yeah, we can stop. <laughs> right. So uh, we'll leave that man's name out of our mouth for the rest of the pod and try to talk about the other stuff going on in hip-hop right now. So do you want to start with uh, Future's album or Pusha T's album for the breakdown? Let's start with uh, let's start with, with Pusha T's album. Okay. Let's talk about it. What's up? All right. Pusha T's album, like I said, one of the best well-produced uh, like albums with that come out so far this year so i think what had happened is they split you know the production between uh kanye west and i believe it was n-e-r-d right or was it was it just pharrell williams by okay pharrell yeah so it's almost dry you know uh it's it's what you get from a, a push a t album you know what i mean like great production, coke raps, coke raps <laughs> throughout the entire album um you know i like how he's he he mentioned the Night King. Yeah, I like <laughs> Game of Thrones songs. reference in the song. Game of Thrones reference. Yeah, HBO uh, HBO uh, quoted him on Twitter. I saw that <laughs> <laughs> that Game of Thrones reference. But you know, my man, my you know, he's he's good. You know, I remember he was beefing with McDonald's not too long ago too. <laughs> um, but yeah, almost it's Pusha almost always in a beef, huh? Yeah, he's, he's always like a in confrontational beef. artist. Yeah, I don't. He's like forty some years old and always trying to get in a beef with somebody. But it's okay because the music is this good, right? Right, the music it's is like, good. That's how you know. You, that's another way you know you validated. You can get away with trying to beef and be confrontational and you know, i mean man's just had a son <laughs> but we fine with but we fine with it we're fine with him still rapping about 
<laughs> you know drugs at this age and <laughs> having beef with whoever at this age because the music is that good the rap is that good and he's linked in with kanye and pharrell like they i think you know producers like that obviously they have to have such a deep respect to just be like all right like we're gonna work on your album and just sit up. like it's not like i'm gonna produce you a song off your album i'll right. produce the hit off your album and then go be whatever whatever being pharrell or kanye entails right like they're like we're gonna sit down and we're gonna craft this album and like you know all together and i think there's some respect there i have respect for Pusha t as an artist yeah you know i think me and you were both big drake heads we mentioned in the last episode how yeah. he uh, lost the beef <laughs> to push a t a few years back but even still like i'm not i'm not trying to be weird like i'm not trying to be like oh drake lost the beef so i had to pretend like push a t's music is garbage or right when it's not right and you know um the thing i appreciate about push a t is he shows the longevity that can be had in hip-hop right yep because I mean, whether you listen to It's Almost Dry or not, like, you still, like, if you go 10 years back, right, you know that he's been on songs like, you know, Lamborghini Mercy. Yep. It's like, you know, okay, that, yeah, Pusha T, I heard of Pusha T before. And then 10 years before that, like, what was we doing on the tables? You're older than me, Key, but we was for sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're older than me, but everyone knows yeah, that grinding beat the clip. just from freestyling yeah. and, like, banging on the table. Yeah. So, you know, he was in a group. That that album came out in, what, 2002? So 20 years later, Pusha T is still relevant in music. He just had his first uh, number one album. Daytona? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Daytona was winning Grammys, but his first number one album on the charts was this one. It's almost oh, okay. dry, 20 oh, years later. That's crazy. So to have impact <laughs> on music like that, to be in McDonald's commercials, <laughs> like to do all that, to come up with jingles for, you know, corporations, to work with a Kanye and a Pharrell, Right, you know, to win beefs, to do all that in twenty years is amazing, and to still be doing it as, at as high a level as he is, as old as that man, is, man, I think is impressive. Because the thing is about hip hop that I think is sad is like our legends don't age. You know, outside of Jay Z and Nas, like I feel like a lot of the times our legends don't age the same way as other, like other, like rock stars are able to get away with being in their sixties and seventies and going on tours, and people still love them and right. you know care about them. Our legends, it feels like they either you know die too early or they just stop getting appreciated after a while so right. i'm glad we can still come around and appreciate Pusha t's music and his art you know it's, i agree it's he he does he does the he does the drug rap really well <laughs> and i i enjoy it from him still right me too i i agree with all that um let's talk about this future album though if you want to of course i want to it's a future Man. album and I think it's Future's best album in a while, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. Future Future makes good music. He just certain artists, you know, there's levels, right? Right. Future's never gonna put out a project that I think is like, wow, that's the worst thing I've ever put in my headphones. Right. But I think you can run out of steam as a great artist where it's like, okay, like you're still producing better than the field, but like what I'm hearing from you, you know, I'm starting to get bored with your music from right. you, right? Right. You know, there's younger artists copying your style and it feels fresher you know future is very influential as an artist for sure so there's younger artists and sometimes you know that can work against you right like i think an artist like kid cuddy is another example like you're so influential it's like you, it feels like you've you know birthed a generation of like younger <laughs> artists but then we want to listen to them do what you're best at and what you pioneered more than we want to listen to it from you it's like man you're getting old like this sound like the same thing from you yeah so, i feel like his music is timeless honestly mm -hmm. like 
Future has been going on a great album run. Uh, I want to say since, like, just like not even talk about his mixtapes too, but since uh, Dirty Spray too, mm-hmm. like his trajectory has been, you know, off the charts. Even classic doing rap album, by classic, the way. Dirty yeah. Spray too. Trap and, albums can be classic too. Right. And then doing, I think in the exact same year, uh, that collab album with with drake with drake yeah and in 2017 he had two number one albums back to back yeah in the month of february i remember because it was my birthday month my man had future and he had hendrix Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think hendrix was better uh in my opinion no hendrix is better yeah yeah it was future the self-titled album was named after him but hendrix is way better and he and they were two completely different albums and that's why it worked right right exactly so he has he has that in his bag to you know show range right because future was you know a lot of you know trap drums and rapping about whatever future usually raps about and hendrix was like a was like borderline like an r&b i was yeah i was just about to say it was more like an r&b album there was a lot of like singing and like stuff like that and it's arguably his best project right arguably his best project but this album you know had a i had a combination of both and then one song that i am obsessed with is uh i will i will wait for you wait for you wait for you which is the number one song on the charts right now by the way I, I think I'm the reason why it's <laughs> because I listened to that song like 40 times, man. That song is just like, it's, it's great. You know, Who's him, on that song? Kendrick. Nope, no, no, I said Kendrick. Oh, oh, my God. God. oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't get him out of my head. I can't get him out of my head. Kendrick's wow, not on the album, guys. I can't believe that. I can't believe I said that. It's future Drake and Thames. Yeah. We're going to take that part out. <laughs> no, <laughs> wait, wait, no, we're not. We're going to take that part out. Wait. But it's, it's Drake and Thames and future. Uh Drake and uh, Future can't do no wrong. They can't miss. Um, Like you mentioned earlier, they made What a Time to Be Alive in 2015. And in 2022, I still want a second collab album. Man. I'm not big on, like, you know, there doesn't need to be a two to everything, right? Right. Like, it's like certain albums, it's like there doesn't need to be like a a To Pimp a Butterfly 2. No. Like, no one one wants that. No. But some people ask, like, oh, why isn't there, like, a Take Care 2? Right. But something like What a Time to Be Alive from Drake and Future, I want to hear their perspectives uh, seven years later. I mean, when they, you know, they still, they still out here wilding. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, it's not like, I don't, like, how much personal growth they got into is, is maybe in question since then, but I still, I want to hear the music. I want to hear where they're at now. Right. Cause Even if they're just seven years richer, <laughs> I want to hear it still. They still collab with each collaborators. other. They still collab with each other on each album that they had. So like, why don't they just make another collab album? Right. They're probably the ba- the best collaborators we have in hip hop, like together right now. Yeah. And honestly. so I want to hear it. Me too. Um, as for the album though, um, like you said, it's like it's like Future and Hendrix right. kind of smashed into one, right? Yeah. And like we talked about how the 2017 albums, it's like one you're getting strictly rap and one like kind of R&B and melodic mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. But this feels like he took those two albums and put them into one. And that's why I think it's his best project since Hendrix. He had a lot of good ones since. Yeah. And good moments. But this this one is my favorite personally. I just think that um, like even like songs like Wait For You, right? Mm. I think... I think when Future is at his absolute best is when he's showing depth in the music, right? Mm. And I think Future's love songs are some of his best songs always. Yeah. I think Future kind of he it's funny because he's like a meme now, right? He's like his music is like we it's like it's kind of stigmatized, right? Where we think they when think you think it's gonna of be Future, toxic. you think about it, it's going to be toxic, yeah. <laughs> toxic masculinity yeah. all throughout <laughs> the album. Like and people's making Twitter jokes about how oh, it's time to lock in, boys, Future dropping like right. you know what I'm saying? But like I think songs like "Wait for You," where he pivots from whatever his his image is and whatever the perception of him as an artist is, those are my favorite. Right, a right. song like "Wait for You," where him and Drake are just kind of crooning about what it's like to 
you know, kind of want someone but not have them. Yeah. And then still be on standby where while Thames sings the chorus. Need to feel a real one, exactly what it is. Yeah. Like that's the type of stuff I appreciate from Drake and, and Future. Then, like if you really break down the lyrics, they're talking about you know when they're not sober, they tell them how it feels. Yeah, so I think there's songs in there that prove that there's still there's still a lot there's still a lot left in the tank for Future. Right, and there's you know ways for him to pivot from whatever his image is. Because I think that's the thing too. That's I think that's why I think this is the best project since then. Like obviously the songs that fit that image are on this album too. Of course, but I feel like. <laughs> There's been just like an overload of that in his recent projects where it's like, all right, man, like, you know, we, we get, get it. it. You're like 40 years old. Chill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we get it. You're you toxic. Put, you, put, you push <laughs> you t- you're toxic. It's all, it's all your partner's fault all the time. Right. It's never you. Like, right. we get it. songs like this make me feel like he realizes I wish he would lean on it more in his right. future projects, you know, like the nuances of romance. Right. And just kind of really get into the nitty gritty more than just like, yeah, it's all they fault. It's all her fault. Right. So hopefully he can do that with the rest of his music moving forward. Um, there's one more album that dropped since we last recorded an episode. Um, it's Jack Harlow's album, Come Home, The Kids Miss You. What do you think of that project, bro? All right. So I keep hearing all the slander about that project. Um, I listened to it this morning. You know, it's not bad. You know, I I feel like people wanted it to be something like one of his like most lyrical albums. I don't feel like he's like a lyrical type, like rapper. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, Can we hit the breaks? what's up can we hit the brakes yeah so yeah like i think he's definitely had i feel like he's had lyrical moments in some of his like past music right but i think people kind of underrate like what it means to actually break as an artist right when he was when his music was at a certain lyrical quality what he's rapping about is how i'm not as hot as i want to be yet like I haven't made it yet, like this, this, and that, right? And he's kind of he's kind of blew up fast. It's like you blink, like I don't want to call him an industry plan or anything, but I mean, come right. on, you kind of blink and like, oh, Jack Harlow's like the biggest rapper in the world now. I mean, when Kendrick comes around and Future comes around, you kind of see like again, there's tears, right? So you right. find out because on Twitter, right, he's a younger artist, so he's more in our faces all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes Twitter and instagram have us thinking like people are bigger than they are sometimes yeah for as sure. opposed to when the albums come out from the legends and you're like oh yeah they're just they're they're streaming literally double the amount of music because people want to listen to that more because they're actually better at making it right but jack harlow's still a young artist in his career that just blew up and this is his what second like major label project yeah and he's just kind of on a victory lap right now trying to create singles that people are going to listen to on the radio and that will help him establish himself like some of those more experienced more veteran artists been raving about artists like push future kendrick right like the longevity and like what we like everyone can't be them right away like they everyone has to start somewhere yeah i know what you mean um i still like i feel like it it shouldn't get you know the hate that people are giving it on twitter right now um i also feel like uh, the reason why people are hating because he has those legends on there giving him the cosign yeah, so he has drake and wayne for drake on there. wayne just for real justin timberlake like he has those legends on there so people are expecting it the album to be so much better than you know what people are perceiving it right now um and then i feel like he the the music that he makes is like for like a certain demographic 
like as of right now so you like point that demographic out yeah like, like <laughs> let, you let, know, let me let me know some i think <laughs> that you know it's more like targeted towards high school kids or like early college starting off kids yeah um that like to party you know mm -hmm. and listen to that type of like club party music that's what i felt like the album was uh you know because a lot it had a lot of those you know those bangers in there you know that right. people be listening to when they go to parties and stuff like that so i feel like yeah and then most of the people that are hating on it are like probably like old hip-hop heads like oh you know like we got this kid out here uh claiming to be like one of the greatest in hip-hop like as of right now well he's not he's not that. of course <laughs> he's, he's not, not that he's not that or <laughs> that, stuff like that how is he fair. was like i am hip-hop and stuff like that yeah he has a line like that yeah so he, like you're not hip-hop yeah you're Kendrick not. is hip-hop i know i said we wouldn't say them more. he's that's hip-hop right exactly push a t is hip-hop exactly jack carlo he, you're a rapper and you're part of the hip-hop culture yeah exactly. but you, you got a way to go before you can start saying i am hip-hop exactly and that's so <laughs> stuff like that i get and that's where but see i feel like that's like what we just said like that's a music critique right we're breaking down now like we're not just mm, it was bland boring right i'm done that's it's the worst thing i've ever heard get him out of here like no one's saying like you gotta stop making music right but like i like if you start critiquing details of the album like like yes like there, there could have been more lyrical depth to some of the songs right i think he just needs to take a step up as an artist in general because i feel like there's songs on there that i like and i feel like he's like trying his best right but like it's just not like okay so he has a song on there called churchill downs with drake and he obviously when someone like drake is on your album for the first time you're gonna you're gonna put your best foot forward right right and i feel like he did but when drake comes on mm -hmm. again you can see it's tears he put his best foot forward Got washed. and drake is just <laughs> drake is just rinsing him on the track <laughs> i you know right like so i think but he's a younger artist. I feel like that's okay. Right. Like, I feel like there's no shame in losing to Drake on your track, right? Right. You know, we can't all be little baby. Right. You know, we can't <laughs> all be a young artist that's coming on and just going toe-to-toe -to -toe with legends every single time they step in the booth. Right. See, and, and so he's different. Like, that's alien stuff. Jack Harlow is not a, a hip-hop alien. Mm -hmm. But he can be a solid artist that has a good career and gets better as time goes on. Right. And on the next album in two years, you know, when they roll it out again and he gets the Drake verse again. Oh, man, he was going to sparring with Drake. Right. But if we tear him down before he can even get to the next album, like if he's just washed and like the next album is going to do 44K all of a sudden or 17K <laughs> go, you know, quadruple plastic, <laughs> you know, on the, plastic. go quadruple plastic <laughs> on the charts. Then like, what's the point? Right. I, I want to at least leave opportunity for growth while also acknowledging, like, yes, the album could have done a little bit more. One thing I will say I liked about the album, again, I'm, I'm, I'm simping on the pod today, but, <laughs> but, like, there was a lot of songs, you know, romance heavy. Like, that's his bag, right? Right. When he's, you know, rapping about romance and stuff like that. Because mm -hmm. I feel like the lyrical depth shows there more than it does any other th with any other topic he raps about, I'd say. Right. Told you, boy, told you, soon I'ma hold you But it's gonna be a minute, though I won't hold you You can fuck around while you wait, I won't scold you When I feel like, I feel like he's rapping you about, when I called you. you know, past girlfriends and situationships and this and that Like, the the lyrics hit me harder right. than when he's trying to, like, give us some, like, come-up raps Right You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean So, those songs are good, lean more into that Um, Just live a little more life and come back on the next album, Jack, and Hopefully we get you shot. Right. So we got, he, he got to have that Roddy feature on there. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're going to go on a redemption tour together. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I liked it. I like this album. Um, I would, I'm not going, I'm not going to rate it, but yeah, it's, it's cool. It's a cool album.
Club, <laughs> club. So, thank you for listening. <laughs> We're going to be back. Guess what we'll be talking about? <laughs> the Kendrick album and kind of, you know, pick each other's brains on what we thought about it. And I'm pretty sure we'll be having a musical guest on the next episode as well. So, um, until then, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Keys in D Minor. This is Nige. This is Key. Signing off. And though my physical won't reap the benefits, the energy they carry on admit still, I want you.